So, you're tuned in to another episode of Got Debates with Dan and Brendan. We have not dropped into the world of Westeros yet, but no. if you are new to the podcast or Periscope thing, uh, what we do is we'll give you a little introduction about how we're doing, and then later we're going to talk about the most recent episode from yeah. Game of Thrones. Well, from the perspective of our characters. Exactly. Um, we're just two guys that live in California who happen to like Game of Thrones. Actually, like's an understatement. We pretty much love yeah. it. We're nerds about we are, it. We are pretty nerdy about it. It's but pretty great. We don't think that all the other podcasts, no offense out there, but uh, are that interesting. We don't like the whole event-by-event event analysis of how things work production-wise and all that stuff. Yeah. Basically, what we are fans of are a third perspective, so we're omniscient characters somewhere in a safeguarded realm of Westeros that it will remain undisclosed. Yes, somewhere in some castle with great raven fi, mm-hmm. I believe is the term. We're yeah. doing a raven cast for the politically inclined of Westeros. So we're trying to... Inform the voters if they could vote. They probably can't because of monarchy yeah, and such. Yeah, no. Voting, probably not a thing. And uh, we have gotten all of our social media stuff pretty much up and running. Yeah. We have a Periscope that is running under Got Debates. Yep. Um, we also have an Instagram. We got the Instas. It got is... underscore debates. You got it. Capital G, capital O, capital T. Right. I'm not sure if it's Kate sensitive. And, Yeah. But, but thanks you know, for just, the information, Just Dan. in case. Appreciate it. And then uh, Twitter, also. Capital G, capital O, capital T, capital D, no space, abates. Right. So uh, go ahead, give us a follow on there. Um, review us on... Uh, the Tunes Eye. iTunes yep. and SoundCloud. Also, we are starting a new segment um, this... Right, we're starting... Um, Ravens to Westeros. Ravens to Westeros. So if you have... Questions, concerns, or comments about Lord Dan and Lord Brendan's conversations. Right. Send them in to got.debates at gmail.com. Yeah, or, can, or you can just tweet us. Or you could tweet us. Yeah, you can do any of those things. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll read it out loud. We do have one for this week, so stay tuned. I think we have the, two for we this week. We have two. Yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. We got a couple dudes from Britain. We yeah. do a podcast called Beardwags, and they're good guys. We got so. some lads, lads out on the the island of the yeah. royalty. You know, fun fact: the world of Westeros is based on the island of Britain. Nice. Yeah. So across the pond, as they say over there. Yeah. Now we're gonna be mean to each other, like we are all podcasts. Yep. So now it's time to uh, drop down, do our we're... sound effects, and get into our yeah. uh, undisclosed location. <laughs> Tonight, the Starks and the Boltons finally joined at the hip. Does this mean a new chapter in the relationships of those two families, or does the North remember too much? In King's Landing, things are heating up between the Tyrells and the Lannisters. Are they going to be able to make it through this thorny patch? Or does Queen Cersei 
have more tricks up her sleeve. But right now, assisted suicide. Should the House of Black and White be allowed to give lethal poisons to their patrons? Lord Brendan. I mean, this is a place that is built on lies and assisted suicide to people who might not even want it. I don't think I don't think that's ethical. Yes, they may be suffering, but there should be a policy there. There's you're saying that the government should enact a policy of Bravos to restrict euthanasia. Yeah, well, definitely. I mean, I think that having a child lie to another child to drink of the water thinking it's going to make her better and then it end up it ends up killing her. You see, her. this is where I disagree with you because it is making her better. She is a suffering child who her father has done everything that he could do, spent every last penny on medicine. And what what choice does he have left? That is the merciful choice to go to the House of Black and White where the people there, they know what they're doing. They it's a humane dosage of poison. And I'm pretty sure it's organic. So, I mean, what else do you got? Is that really your point? The That's organic really poison? That's really my point. If you have something, a product that has lots of, I don't know. Exactly. Magic, you don't know magic. what's in it, Dan. And I do know that it kills you painlessly. And it and does it kill you. And ends your suffering. Arya was a Stark. And she was an honorable Stark until she entered the house of black and white. So and now she's being taught to lie to children this to make them die. This is an interesting die. turn. Lord Brendan saying a Stark is no longer honorable. I mean, it's true. This Stark has... Uh, well, we're going to go a little bit south of Bravos here. Uh, Lord Dan, always cutting me off. Always, because you talk a little too much about the things you like. Now, a little south of Bravos, we notice that Tyrion Lannister... And Jorah Mormont were making their way... The Amp. ...through... Yes, they were making their way through the backwoods near Valeria. But they were captured by pirates who were trying to sell them as slaves. What do you think of the rumors we're hearing regarding those circumstances, Lord Brendan? Oh, well, the first rumor I heard is that um, Tyrion has a rather large cock. Well, that's something... Not to be debated on this podcast, as that's a private matter. I just don't think it's debatable at this point. I uh, don't want to agree or disagree with you. Now, what do you think about Jorah fighting in the fighting pits? I think that that is a possibility. I think that they're kind of smiling that they're going to be taken to Marine because that's where they've been trying to get to this entire time. Do want to go to Marine for some reason? All these obstacles keep coming in their way, but Destiny seems to be stepping in and Mm -hmm. taking them there just by sheer power. So, do you think Jorah Mormont should fight in the fighting pits? As we remember, Daenerys had a lot of trouble to bring herself to open the fighting pits. Do you think this is an ethical move for Jorah to enter the fighting pits? I think that when he returns after being exiled, she's going to have no choice but to have him fight in the fighting pits to uh, regain her trust. Also, since Sir Barristan Mm -hmm. has left us, uh, rest in peace, Sir Barristan. Yes. um, 
I think that Tyrion will also not be executed. He'll be shown mercy because of his political mind and power, too. So, here's something that I think might be crazy, but what if Jorah goes to the fighting pit, Daenerys sees and recognizes Jorah is in there, what if she decides, you know what, that's a traitor, I'm not going to step in and save him, because he might be getting his butt kicked by whoever he's fighting, because it's been a while since he's swung a sword, and now he's got some stone skin, the the grayscale, as it's called, uh, that seems like he might have his work cut out for him to impress Danny. Let's just say that. Definitely. I mean, I think no exile can come back to their queen without an enormous gift or proving his worth. And I still have a bet going with you that I believe Jorah will not make it alive to Marine for a golden stag. I still... Accept that wager. The Golden Stag is waiting for yes, you. I I do believe that the odds are not in his favor. I'll give you that. The <laughs> odds are against him, but they've always been against him. And if he does fight in the fighting pits, I mean, he has uh, beat a Dothraki rider single-handedly. So. Good point, but I'm going to cut you off there because we need to go to a very interesting land. This is Westeros. In the south of Westeros... There's a land called Dorne. Have you heard of it? I've heard of this land. What do you think they like to do in Dorne? They like to fuck and they like to fight. Well, now we're going to have to put the explicit button on there for this podcast, but we're just going to cut that out. Edit and things. You don't have to. I you can say fuck and fight. They say it on the show. Well, on iTunes, it's going to be explicit. That's fine. Okay. Moving on. Okay. I'm Lord Dan. Hi, Lord Brendan. What's up? We're going to Dorne. So we hear and see these things that... Jamie Lannister and Bronn of the Blackwater are trying to remove Marcella from Dorne. Also, Ilaria San, the lover of the now-deceased Oberyn Martell, has ordered the Sand Snakes to execute Marcella. The Sand Snakes and Jamie and Bronn fight. It's broken up. Do you think that war in Westeros could happen again? And do you think Marcella is the hinge that the door of war hinges on. I do think that war hangs in the balance there. Based on who is able to gain possession of Marcella, because Jamie Lannister, the Kingslayer, came there kind of in disguise with Bronn, and he did not want a war. He just wanted his niece back. Now, with the factions involved in this recent scuffle between... Jamie Lannister, the Sand Snakes, and Prince Doran's man, Ario, the man with the long axe. Whose side do you think you're on? I, I'm still going to have to side with uh, Jamie and Bronn on this one to take his niece. So you think it's best for Marcella to leave her betrothed, Tristan Martell, and go back to King's Landing with Jamie Lannister. I I do think that that could cause an issue because her betrothed might decide to fight a war just to get her back. Exactly. But I do think that her rightful place is in King's Landing. You see, that's where I disagree with you here. If we want to avoid war, we cannot have Marcella be taken back to King's Landing. But the other option is have the Sand Snakes execute Marcella for the sake of Auburn. Exactly. The third so. choice is to listen to Prince Doran's wishes of 
I don't know yet, but I can speculate. Patience. I can speculate that patience is a major factor in Prince Doran's plans. So do you speculate that he would like the joining of the Lannisters and his own lineage? Because, as we've heard him say, they could be a very dangerous pair. I think it would be a dangerous pair. I think it would be good for Prince Doran to have his son Tristan marry Marcella, but I don't think... Prince Doran wants to have a cozy relationship with the Lannisters. I don't understand why anyone would. No, that's not a good point, because the Lannisters are a great house, and they should be respected. You Cersei-loving so-and-so, Speaking Lord of Dan. Cersei, let's talk about what happened in King's Landing. Let's talk about it. So, Baelish returned from Winterfell to inform Queen Mother Cersei that... He found Sansa Stark. Found, I put quotation marks Even around. though he put her there. Yes, that is what he did. But Queen Cersei did not know about this. So what do you think about Cersei knowing this new information that Sansa is going to marry Ramsay Bolton? I obviously think the first thing that came to her mind was that she wanted Cersei dead. And Sansa dead? Cersei wanted Sansa dead or Sansa wanted Cersei dead? Cersei wanted Sansa dead. There we go. Sorry, okay. I got those two mixed up. <laughs> now, do you think that but, it's wise for Cersei to have Sansa killed? Um, I don't think anything that Cersei does is wise. It's all based out of that rash decisions. a rash thing to say, my friend. Yeah, I, I think it is unwise um, because I, I just cannot stand the Queen Mother. Uh, I never want the Lannisters to succeed. Now, They're while a I'll family. admit that Queen Cersei has made some questionable choices in the past, she's doing that out of love and respect for her family. The people around her do not respect her family, so she has to she's take She's gotten charge. pretty much everybody in her family killed. No, I would say that Joffrey had himself killed. That was not Cersei's doing. And... Robert Baratheon was killed by a boar. <laughs> this is true. Doing is what true. he loved. Yes. Went out doing what he loved. I would say that Queen Cersei uh, should heed the word of Baelish, but when I say that, I say it very tentatively, because as we know, Lord Baelish is playing a lot of games. With Roose Bolton, he says, yes, I will fight for you. He plays all sides. And with Cersei, he's saying... Let's just wait and let Roose Bolton fight and then take over. I don't really know the games that Baelish is up to, but I can imagine that I Baelish can tell you is right not now on Cersei's side. What Baelish is up to. Do tell. So Baelish knows that the Boltons hold Winterfell. Yes. And he also knows that Stannis Baratheon is marching on Winterfell. This is happening. This so is. he also is the Warden of the East. The Vale. Baelish is the Warden of the East. And their soldiers are known to fight in which conditions? The snowy, wintry kind of conditions. But what are you driving at? I'm driving at, as soon as the war between the Boltons and the Baratheons are over, he is going to storm in there with his Knights of the Vale and take Winterfell. Interesting. Interesting theory. It was alluded that Queen Cersei should be patient. And he does want to be Warden of the North. That could, very that, well, that could very well happen. He would gain control of the East and the North, which 
would be quite intimidating for that man of such cunning to have both the North and the East. His his political and conniving mind is only rivaled by the imp. Yes, I would say the imp and Lord Ferris are rivals to his political mind, but seeing Baelish without any, uh, uh, what's the word, opposition in politics is a scary thing. It is quite frightening. Speaking of some other scary things, what do you think of Loris Tyrell's Inquisition by the Faith Militant? Uh, it was just another scheme of Cersei Lannister trying to play dumb. Yeah, you see, I don't think it's that, but I do think that the Faith Militant needs to leave Loris Tyrell I love you, Tyrell Lord Dan, but you're wrong alone. so much. You know what? I'll admit when I'm wrong, right now is not one of those times. Alright, let's hear it. Why not? Because I believe that Queen Cersei is trying to do what's best for the capital by arming the Faith Militant. I don't know if that and was... And rendering the king useless? Rendering the king useless. Not necessarily. The king is trying to establish peace and mercy in his rule. And in that, and he's dealing and with... in that peace and mercy, his queen is now in prison along with his brother, his brother by law. This is a tenuous situation. He does not want blood to be spilt, yes. King Tommen does need to figure out a solution for the problem of the Faith Militant. However, I do not think that the Faith Militant has a right to get involved in the private life of anybody. Because another side effect of this Inquisition is the Tyrells may pull out of King's Landing altogether. As they should. You see, I don't think that should happen. They should abandon the Lannisters. The Lannisters are a family that is crumbling since Tywin was killed. That is an argument that could be supported, but I wish to think that Queen Cersei knows what she's doing in his absence. She definitely has some tricks up her sleeve, I would say. I would agree. We can tell that because she had that discussion with the Queen of Thorns. And yes. we all thought, when I heard a raven of that conversation, mm -hmm. in the middle of it, I thought the Queen of Thorns had the upper hand until she left and we realized that there was going to be an Inquisition that was set up. And Cersei knew exactly what was going to happen in that Inquisition. Yes. She was just acting as though she did not have any idea. Because Cersei is playing dumb to be smart. That right. is the smart move for Queen Cersei. But why would she want to rid herself of the... Uh, the she wants to rid herself of the Tyrells. Yeah, why would she want to do that? Because the Tyrells are trying to take control over King's Landing take control away from King Tommen and away from her so that the Tyrells can implant their own values and their own system and just try and get rid of the Lannisters altogether. She's trying to defend her family. That's true. It's two, it's two different families that could very well be at war, but find themselves uniting out of pure necessity. Yes, but it does seem that that necessity is lacking in the sense of any sort of relationship. Well, who do you think has the upper hand, the Lannisters or the Tyrells? I think the situation? Lannisters, because as of this moment, they control King's Landing. And you think that the the realms of men would be better off ruled by 
the I think Lannisters. the realms of men would be better off ruled by King Tommen with some guidance from Queen Cersei. I wouldn't mind seeing her uh, bring Tommen into the fold, bringing him into the small council more to learn. More? <laughs> He's never sat at a small council meeting. This is a point that I'm not debating you on. I'm it's... saying she should slowly introduce him to being a king. Right, but she's not even allowing him to make any decision. Arming the Faith Militant basically castrated him of his power to be king because he's been overthrown time and time again by the Faith Militant being armed. You see, I don't see that because he's still showing that he's a merciful king by being able to deal with the Faith Militant in a peaceful manner. He, no blood has been spilt yet in King's Landing. This is true, but... He hasn't, he hasn't dealt with them. He's just passively sat there as they've imprisoned his queen. When has a queen been thrown into prison and a king not lifted a finger to get her out? This is an interesting point. It is his wife, currently, that has been thrown in jail. A wife who has been married now three times, though, so I can see how the faith would want to have her arrested. However... This does put Tommen in an interesting position. But why should the Faith Militant have more power than the, the king, king himself? This is a great point. But I don't think that King Tommen should take that power forcibly. I think King Tommen and the High Sparrow, now the High Septon, need to have a calm political discussion with Queen Cersei there to sort of guide Tommen. When has history ever shown that a calm conversation has ever happened like that? And especially when all of the power is given to the High Sparrow, to the High Septon now, and the Faith Militant, they won't let anybody do anything except for what they think is right. They've overthrown the, or overpowered the King's Guard on multiple occasions, and Tommen hasn't lifted a hand. He needs to lift that hand and, let, and make a statement. You know what, Brendan? Perhaps you're right, but I'm not going to admit that because we need to talk about the wedding that has happened in Winterfell. I got one, Lord I Brendan. Don't think got you have one. got one. I am just saying that there's a possibility you might not be as dumb as you look. Sansa Stark and Ramsay Bolton are no longer betrothed, but they are husband and wife. This is true. Your thoughts, Lord Brendan? I think that this is one of the most unfortunate weddings and situations, but I do believe there to be a silver lining in a very dark way. How so? Because I believe that Ramsay's plan to torment and torture is going to backfire on him. See, I think that is just base speculation. I believe that this wedding, the bond between Stark and Bolton, is a great political move. And I think that they need to maintain that however they can, and they will because they're fortified in Winterfell. The Baratheon army from the north, Stannis' army, is going to march on them soon. Well, why, why do you think that that is a great joining of those two families? Because the, I believe the north does not love being inhabited by the Boltons, and they remember and are going to I believe that this will help Sansa alone. Yes, but I believe that a marriage between Ramsay and Sansa 
will allow the North to see, oh, the Boltons, they're not that bad because a Stark has chosen to marry one. True, but I think they also know that it's a forcible, it, the, the marriage is forced. Now, see, that's where I can't talk because that's getting into their private lives. Dan, you're always, and you know my stance you're always, on privacy. You're always trying to keep this privacy thing, but we need to delve a little deeper into the private lives of what is going on in the realm. You see, I'm all for making our Ravencast public. I'm all for having our private lives being a little intruded upon in the realm of Westeros. Thank God we are in a safe because place. Because we are consenting. If Ramsay Bolton and Sansa Bolton... That, now, that was something that was not consented, getting into that. Well, see, that's what you think. But according to Roose Bolton and Lord Baelish giving Sansa Stark away... Um, it seems like a choice was made, and it seems like they chose to have that wedding happen. Yeah, the wedding. But yes. then what happened after the wedding and the Private lives. consummation, Private especially, lives. this is where I think, getting back to my point of this silver lining in the darkness, is when Theon Greyjoy, Reek now, but formerly yes. Theon Grey, Greyjoy, the Ironborn, had to give away Sansa being her last re, supposed last remaining kin, yes. stated his name as Theon Greyjoy. And what does that have to do with anything? It seems saying? that he is finally coming to remember who he is. And when he had to witness the horrific action that Ramsay Something defiled... Yeah, I can't, even, I can't even th begin to think of the word of the action that Ramsay... Uh, it makes me Actions terribly upset. between a husband and wife that happened on a wedding night should remain private. They should, except for the fact that Theon was forced to stand in the doorway and watch. Well, some traditions of Westeros are not like the ones we, as Lord Dan and Brendan, uh, like to talk about as much. Is that right? I would agree. Okay, we got an agreement. I also think that I have one more theory that is very out there. Okay. I think we have time for you to speculate this conspiracy. All right, because we didn't see Jon Snow, but we know that he has gone away to with He's a going, fleet of Stannis' ships. He has ten to, of Stannis' ships exactly. to go get wildlings from north of the wall. Right. What do so, you think about that? My thought on this is there are, I guess you can call Theon a Stark. Technically, Not I mean so. he was he was he was he grew the up in Winterfell. Ward, yes, so he, he was, was the a ward of Eddard Stark. Yeah, so is a Greyjoy who right. possibly killed Bran and Rickon Stark. Possibly, and uh, there's also another Stark in Winterfell, and I have a feeling that. John could convince the free people to mm -hmm. march on Winterfell and take it with help from inside. It is one See, of the most I defensible feel, places, I, unless you know... I feel like there are too many factors that hinge on this just being more than a conspiracy. Right, I and feel this like, is purely conjecture. This is a very out-there theory. I feel like I should not have given you time to talk it out. Well, <laughs> tricked you again, Lord Dan. Well, I must admit, you've been getting the better of me this whole podcast, but I do not concede. This may be a lost battle for Lord Dan. 
but not a lost war. I would like to say that we do have some interaction from one of our listeners to the Raven Wire. We are going to jump into uh, the new segment of Got Debates. Oh, it's that new segment. It's that Lord Brendan and Lord Dan shall read questions from the people of Westeros who are also concerned about the political climate. Enrique of House Moreno has this question. Lords Dan and Brendan. Sorry, I forgot your name for a second. Yeah, thanks. I really appreciate it, Lord Dan. Dear Lords, what do you think Varys has been doing since Tyrion Lannister has been kidnapped? Many blessings. So, Lord Brendan, what do you think Varys has been up to? I think Varys has been frantically looking for the imp. He told him the entire time, do not leave the box. And don't show your face. It's a dangerous place to show your face. And once again, he's been proven right. And he is sending all of his little birdies Mm -hmm. all over the realms to figure out where he is. You see, I don't think all of his birds are out there, but I do think some. I do think that... He's going to have his scouts and his spies looking for Tyrion. But remember, he is small, so he's hard to see. And I do think... Varys is small and hard to see? The dwarf. Oh. Follow my logic here. I got you, sorry. Uh, I do think that Varys Varys may actually be moving back towards Westeros. I speculate that he is going to try and uh, reinstate himself in the political aspects Hmm. of King's Landing, because he has been away for quite some time. Because I do think that he has, if anybody else in the realm, the most trust in uh, Tyrion to get to Marine. So I I think he may be traveling to Marine, thinking that he'll be able to meet Tyrion there. Quite a possibility. Now, about my point of Varys going to Westeros, he obviously could not show his face in Westeros, being that he is a fugitive who helped Lord Tyrion, the imp, escape. Mm-hmm. So, in a box. In a box. Yes, this is right. So, it does seem that Varys' whereabouts are questionable, but I do believe we will hear from him soon. Thank you very much, Enrique of House Moreno, and many blessings upon you. And I have another raven that has arrived. All right. This comes from... Across the Narrow Sea. Oh. From the Wag of Beards. The Wag of Beards. They send to us, Dear Lord Brendan and Lord Dan, it is with pleasure that we send you this raven, but also with a heavy heart. Oh, no. For the frivolity in which you talk of our good Queen Daenerys, the Mother of Dragons, the Breaker of Chains, is demeaning. She is the one true king, and whatever goes on in Westeros right now is inconsequential. Well, I would say the one true queen, but I also disagree with you on one and true. There are multiple kings and queens right now. This is true. Yeah. And we have, I mean, I believe that we're valid in saying that she is losing her power in She is losing a lot of respect in Marine. We will see what happens should Tyrion make an appearance there. Yes, that is interesting. They go on to say, it is our duty to discover your true agendas and allow you to reconsider that in your hearts, you may rightly believe you need to bend the knee to the last of the Targaryens. 
which is something that I'm not willing to do quite yet. Why is that? Because neither am I. I think that I would not bend the knee to the person... I only bend the knee to the person sitting in the Iron Throne. Right now, the person sitting in the Iron Throne is Queen Cersei. Could that change in the future? It's possible. I bend There's my knee a lot to of no me. Lannister. You see, that is where you are going to have a lot of trouble in the future. That's why I'm happy we're safely hidden away. Yes, also, I am happy of that too. They go on to say, First and foremost, women play an important role when it comes to power in this world, so we beseech thee to answer these questions three. <laughs> Queen Mother Cersei, Queen Daenerys, Queen Marjorie. Snog, marry, or avoid? Uh... Snog, Mary, Avoid, and the three uh, queens were Cersei, Daenerys, Daenerys, and Marjorie. Marjorie. Uh, let's go with. I would snog Marjorie, avoid Daenerys because dragons. I don't want to get burned. Do you want to get burned? Uh, I do I'm not, not going to let get you burned. know what I'm into. And uh, what was the third option? It was snog, snog avoid. Mary, and Avoid. Uh, Mary, Mary Cersei. Oh, Mary wow. Cersei, yes. Well, Snog Marjorie, get ready Mary to be Cersei. either imprisoned or dead. Ignore Daenerys, because right now she's far, far away in Marine, and she has dragons, which will burn. If she has the Iron Throne, yeah, I might change my mind a little bit. All right, well, I have a definitely a better answer than Lord Dan for this one. It's an opinion. It's subjective, not better. Uh, I have a better opinion than you. Well, that's your opinion. Okay. <laughs> snog, marry, or avoid. We're definitely going to be snogging up Queen Marjorie. Well, She's just good looking. There. She's good looking. She doesn't have many brains, so that's... <laughs> doesn't like, have many brains? <laughs> she doesn't have much going on inside of her head. Okay. Um, Neither do So you, that's my seems. snog. My avoid, Queen Mother Cersei. I want to be as far away as possible from See, that. See, I expected you to say that, so no right. surprises, even though you were wrong. And then Mary, Daenerys Targaryen. Of course. Interesting choice. Why interesting? Because I don't think she would ever even look at you. Well, she looked at his daughter Zalorok, who means absolutely nothing when she gets to King's Landing. So, if she shows up with me That is King's an Landing, argument for another time. It's the same thing, basically. Another argument for another place and another time. I, I believe that we have come to the conclusion of our debate, Lord Brendan. I believe we've debated many things, agreed on some, disagreed on others. Disagreed and, on uh, most, hopefully. And Lord Brendan definitely uh, comes through the fire victorious. That's Lord Brendan's opinion, and it is wrong. It's but always a better opinion. To the listener listening in to our Ravencast, we thank you for tuning in. Please give us a favorable review on the iTunes. Look us up on all of the social medias that are out there. And also, we're on the SoundCloud, so be sure to comment, like, and re-cloud, I think it is. I think you can maybe re-cloud. Re-cloud, yeah. retweetify. Definitely. There is a term for that. Just media. listen to it. Just, yeah, just, why don't you tune in? Yeah. Put your ears to this media, and we thank you. And I'd also like to, uh, the last raven that I received. Ooh, another uh, one. I, I forgot to thank. Yes. The Beardwag crew. 
So they are Sir Steve and Sir Squire Alex of Castle Beardwag. Sir Squire? Has he been promoted to a knight but kept his title of Squire as well? Um, actually, it's just Squire, so you won that last one. Aha! Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, but they do have a podcast called Beardwag, and okay. uh, you guys should listen to that one if you're into the comedy. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much to the members of Beardwag, and very much to you, the listener, and... I know I can speak for Brendan when I say, Lord Brendan, excuse me, when I say many blessings to you. Many blessings. May the seven bless you all. Amen.